locate their underground utilities, and you can dig with confidence. This ad is brought to you by Missouri 811. The news and talk. There's never been anything like it. A witch hunt like this has never taken place. That matters to Springfield. Putin clearly made a strategic error here. I have not taken a single penny from any country. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. analysis and opinion. It's the Elijah Har Show on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Welcome back to KWTO. It's Tuesday. That means Bruce the Theologian is back in studios. Welcome back. We are great. Ah, we talked about this a few weeks ago. One of the, probably the biggest show that amazon has ever done is called shiny happy people it's what four episodes is that all four episodes about three three and a half hours in all. okay and basically it's 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 a, a quote-unquote expose on bill gothard and on the duggar family from northwest arkansas and it purports to set up a system where christian nationalism is 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 this dangerous part of the United States and in families like the Duggar family are going to eventually try to take over the the country with their religious fundamentalism. If I explained it right. Yeah, I would say the, the comments with regards to like Christian nationalism and that kind of stuff, that's in the final fourth and final episode, which was my least favorite. It, it didn't really, it kind of lost its way at the end. I feel like, I feel like they sort of had an idea of what they wanted to say yeah. and they reverse engineer it through Gothard and through the Duggars. But I, I, I agree. I sort of jumped the shark at some point. You're like, ah, these, these connections are tenuous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I mean, primarily it's, it's an expose of the, if this, um, Gothard system, this curriculum that he had, it's the, um, the Institute of Basic Life Principles. That was the kind of the company. That and it's interesting. Um, so I went to a few of these Bill Gothard seminars growing up. My family did. Did you ever go? Did you ever attend any I, of it? I had never heard of Bill Gothard until about a month and a half ago. Oh, that, I mean, there is so. a, and it, this is it, it and anything. There's a subculture of homeschoolers mm-hmm. that, I mean, for them, Bill Gothard was, you know, not, not Billy Graham, but like a, great leader and they went to all of the stuff and they they really were were bought into it um and it's interesting because i don't know that bill gothard and maybe i'm wrong because i haven't looked into this i don't know that he necessarily had a jimmy swaggart fall from grace or anything but at some point his stuff became less in vogue and now you've got groups like Amazon doing these exposés on him. Yeah, I mean, he, as the documentary shows, he got a little bit too power hungry at the at the organization he had founded, and unfortunately, he went the direction where he was um, inappropriately seeking out young girls. Um, and and the and the documentary shows that he was effectively picking them, grooming them. Interesting. Um, okay. And, and and there was a lawsuit and there was a countersuit and he no longer works for the organization that he founded. And he so the with. and 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 in the documentary that essentially the Duggar family wanted to what? Take over the organization or or use the organization. It, it alludes to that Jim Bob Duggar, uh, who certainly had political ambitions as he did. As he ran he did. In, in very North close Arkansas. to the Huckabee family. Right. And and it was kind of strange that he even ran uh, for the for the Arkansas state state, state senate. Um, during his son's trial, um, where it, at the time when actually Jim Bob was actually a, a witness during the trial while conducting a campaign for Senate. So it seems that, 
you would think if there was a time where you're going to step back and spend some time with your family, that would be it. That but, would be the time. But he was driving forward to be, he was very politically ambitious. He was. He was. It didn't turn out. It didn't. It didn't. And his, and his son, one of his other sons, also ran for a state rep in, uh, in Arkansas as well. Hmm. Talk to us a little bit about sort of uh, the institute that Duggar, or that uh, that Bill Gothard founded, sort of their their principles. Yeah, they they developed this thing called the Advanced Training Institute, which was a, a form of curriculum that you you're somewhat familiar with. And and I I found out since this documentary's come out, I know plenty of people that are totally familiar with Bill Gothard and some of these things, and people that have met and married at, at these related events. Um, but basically, what he did is is took some some true Christian principles and kind of turned it into this kind of legalistic uh, what what someone calls in the documentary I forget which which individual in the documentary called it best, but they called it um, what did they call it they called it a life hack a legalistic life hack hmm. in that if you do these things you'll get these results um, and it's it's problematic because it, he um, he took things that were true but then um, if you will, put them on steroids and didn't really have the, he didn't really have the oversight as well to be coming up with these conclusions and these, there was some theological projections that were incorrect. And, and, and maybe not to, not to jump into a subject that we may talk about at some point, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's somewhat similar to the prosperity gospel. The idea that in the Bible talk, God talks about, you know, blessings and things like that. And so there's some preachers that say, Oh, well, if you, tithe then god's going to give you more than you tithe you're going to end up rich and right you know whatever it might be and the bible's not so clear on on those particular connections right i mean gothard system is if you do this with your kids um he has this umbrella system that people will see in the documentary if you follow this umbrella system satan can't get you because you're protected under the umbrella of the Christ, your father, your mother, and the children at the bottom of the umbrella, these multiple umbrellas. I've seen, I, I, they, they show up even today on, okay. on social media, the okay. umbrellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, he, it was kind of a one-size-fits-all model, uh, and he basically said, if you do this stuff, your kids are going to all be doctors, lawyers, and what have you. It's, it's a very strange, and, and we see in the, in the documentary, you have a lot of these people that are, have now completely left the faith. You know, they're they're not no longer Christians. They can't stand Christianity, and they can't stand Bill Gothard, and and they've they've done a complete one eighty. They they can't stand anything that has anything to do with Bill Gothard or the or the or some of the components of Christianity. And it's unfortunate. I remember there's an old DC talk song that talks about at the beginning about uh, the reason so many people aren't Christians is be because of Christians, and then mm-hmm. they they're they're a poor reflection of Christ. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, yeah, but also, you know. People that don't want to diet are going to be like, well, I see the people that go to the gym and they don't work. There's always an excuse to find out why you don't want to do it. And unfortunately, there's, there's plenty of people like Bill Gothard or, or other, I wouldn't say false prophets, but people that clothe themselves in a biblical tone and then they, they don't do the stuff that they say or they make promises that they can't keep. Right. And, and I think in, in line with that is that Gothard, is the, is the, if the documentary is true, was living the life of a kind of a rogue televangelist. He was flying all over the world in a private jet and was living a very opulent lifestyle, um, but was using it, it, was doing so with the ministry's money to the tune that he said that was about $90 million of, of uh, collective assets with a combination of assets and cash on hand for this organization. Wow. Which he is no longer the head of, which he founded and was actually in the documentary. It shows him being removed by uh, um, uh, the police were called and there's a police report. He was removed from the building after he was turned in for these um, these um, alleged crimes against women. Wow. Wow. That's That's something. So I guess here's the question. Let's say you, you know, 
you're you're a regular churchgoer, you're a Christian, you're trying to find how do you handle because we see this a lot, whether it's Bill Goth or somebody else, we see the rise of these not pseudo Christian groups, but groups that 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 purport to say, hey, we've you know, we've studied the Bible, we've got this plan for your life. How do you as a Christian sort of get involved with them without going too far in where you you lose yourself from from your your base level convictions. Yeah, I mean the 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 one that brings up one of the issues that Jim Bob um in the documentary though he wasn't a part of the documentary they played some of the tapes from the from their show that was on TLC is that they decided the Duggar family decided to leave the church under his leadership and start their own house church. The problem is when you only start your own house church you've now lost all the oversight that you have of elders, deacons, a pastor and the Christian community you effectively removed yourself from. So I think some of the things, some of the the, the tragedies in this, uh, the Duggar family probably could have been avoided to some extent if he, they'd received some pastoral oversight with regards to, hey, you know, when when his son is convicted or is, is found out to be um, doing anything, inappropriate things with his sisters, um, um, there was never anyone to go to, to say, hey, what should I do, you know? Um, it gets to the point where uh, Josh Duggar, this is, the issue was exposed with regards to Josh Duggar and his sister's uh, inappropriate things there. And despite that, the show continued on. Um, not in the original Duggar show as the, the 19 Kids and Counting, but what happened is, is that the daughters, um, Jim Bob's Duggar's daughters, got a spin-off show to keep the money coming in. Because the problem was there was 80, so sorry, take that back, $800,000 a year was the, was the remuneration wow. for, for the Duggar family. And without the show, Jim Bob doesn't have that 800000 a year. So in order to keep the show going, he gets the daughter's spin-off show, which the daughters were never compensated for. And, oh, the, and the documentary gets into how the daughters inadvertently signed um, uh, contracts and documentations with TLC, that um, perpetuated the show, but they they didn't receive any money for it. But Jim Bob got all the money. What is and I, I've 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 watched part of it, not watched all of it. What is the family dynamic now? Th- that's really sad. I mean, obviously that they they were supposed to be America's sweet, lovely family with their nineteen children, um, but. Uh, they, they, they speak with, um, Jill Duggar is one of the, the, the main daughter or the only daughter that really speaks directly with the Amazon crew, the cameras and production team. And she, she doesn't get into the details of her relationship with her parents, but it's obviously very strained because she's done this documentary. She has another sister that's written a book about how she hmm. left this, um, this group. Um, so, and then you have one son that's now in prison. Um, for the next ten plus years, so it's it's um it's it's a sad situation uh, that um they certainly projected themselves to be the, the all American perfect family, uh, but it certainly hasn't turned out like that. I can't you, you can't say that that reality TV ruins things, but you think about the Duggar family, John and Kate plus eight, the Octomom, all all mm-hmm. of those shows about people with big families. Mm-hmm. None of them ended well. They all ended terribly. Right, right. Just spectacularly yeah. bad. Yeah, and the thing is that the, they they brought this up in the document in the in the documentary. They said that you know TLC was was kind of a fledgling TV channel, but when they picked up the Duggars and then they picked up this show called um, um, My Six Hundred Pound Life and Hoarders, is that you have to understand that the, the media industry were fascinated. There was this group in Cal in uh, in in Arkansas that had 19 children. That's so foreign to most people that live in major cities, the idea of having 19 children. So for them, it's, it's an entertaining freak show. Um, 
And you think about all the money that's changing out, all the millions of dollars that uh, TLC are taking in in revenue because the ratings are huge. And uh, the money that Jim Bob's being paid, the money that Bill Gothard's being paid for all this curriculum, and he's living like a king. So I would say from one of the main things I got from the documentary of the three and a half hours I saw, which is, is the whole thing, is that money was, a, was an undercurrent through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone's making money. And you would think there would be points where Jim Bob would say, okay, the show's over. I can't, we can't expose our children to this and, and be on air anymore. But he perpetuated it until it, it hmm. crashed and burned. And that is interesting because a lot of these, whether it's shows or ministries or whatever, that sen- seems to be the undoing of a lot of them is the the unending pursuit of more more financial wealth. Mm-hmm. And that that was that's that's the downfall. And you know uh, that was obviously um, uh, Gothard's downfall too. Um, he kind of got drunk on his own Kool Aid. You know, hmm. uh, absolute power corrupts, as they say. And yes. I think uh, in the case of of um, Bill Gothard, and in the case of Jim Bob, Jim Bob had absolute power over his family, whereas adult daughters were not being paid, or didn't receive any of the $800,000 a year that Jim Bob was taking in. So it's interesting. It's fascinating. It's, it's sad. It's a sad thing to watch. Mm-hmm. But it's also fascinating and sort of a good reminder, um, especially when when we as consumers of, of stuff like this, you watch these, you get sort of a, a, a sanitized version of what you're watching and you start to believe somebody else has a life better than you. Right. And, and very commonly they don't and, and they take out the stuff they don't want you to know about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a good reminder that, Hey, your life is, your, your, your life is actually probably going pretty well compared to the people that you're watching on TV that you think his life is going That's well. That's true. I, I've been actually involved uh, behind the scenes on a couple of reality TV shows on both Disney and ABC. And I can tell you the reality TV show is not what it appears during mm. the filming. You have multiple takes. The cameraman will say, can you do that again with a bit more emotion? They'll, they'll, um, the one, one I was involved in locally that shot was they um, tried to make it look like certain things were happening on certain days out of sequence. So they would say, okay, put the same clothes on that you're going to wear in the show in four days and we'll, pretend, we'll pre-shoot it now and pretend it like it's on the same day. I mean, it's really embarrassing. And to, do, and to see a cameraman and, and crew do multiple takes of a child doing the same thing oh, so they get man. just the right perfect angle or do it again or do it with a bit more emotion or walk quicker through that door, it was pretty shocking to actually be on set and see that. Um, but it, it is a facade. They, they edit what they want you to see and you what know, sells to the advertisers. And it's interesting while we talk about Bill Gothard and his... I remember when Promise Keepers was really big. And Promise Keepers never really had a fall from grace. They just, it sort of served its position for a while and then it, it was. But you see that. You see a lot of these where they cycle up and cycle down. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's a fall from grace and sometimes it's just no longer important. But it's interesting because you'll see not mass hysteria, but there's just a mass of people that for a while that's, that's the thing they're super focused on and they're very involved in it. And then it, it all just sort of goes away. Yeah, and I'm not sure as far as the the um, the um, Bill Gothard's uh, Advanced Training Institute, the Institute for Basic Life Principles, that still exists, as far as I know. Um, but obviously, people will think twice about being involved when they see this show and and, and kind of the something, some of the things that happened uh, or that have gone on with the history of the group that you might be a bit more reticent to. Be what is in, in the principles of the, the the Basic Life Institute? Was there anything as you looked at it that you're like that that doesn't seem to be directly from the Bible, other than the if you follow this, this, and this, you're going to get this, almost a mathematical equation. Yeah, I would say that they have this umbrella model of the ch- uh, it's not the church, it's Christ, the the, the Father uh, of the home, the mother, and then the children. I think there, there's, and as the women talk, some of the women in the documentary talk about that some of the fathers can be abusive because they say, you're under my umbrella and this is how it's going to be. 
and they can take the idea of um, the headship of the husband, uh, as, as mentioned in Ephesians, to a to a toxic level uh, and uh, can can be abusive. And some of the women in the in the documentary talk about that. Um, so, yeah, um, the, the the overall thing that I get from the from the basic uh, uh, the um, Institute for Basic Life Principles was that. It was a legalistic system. It wasn't about grace. It was about legalism. And in you know, uh, classic uh, uh, a Christian form of legalism is you basically you're earning your own salvation through the wearing of certain clothing or not doing this or doing this or not doing this. Um, where the problem with that it denies Christ's atonement on the cross because He died for our sins and we can't be perfect and we can't fulfill the law. Uh, and that's why Christ came to die for us. There's this, this historic tension between legalism and grace. Mm-hmm. You're too legalistic. You're trying to earn your salvation. If you're too full of grace, there's no penalty for sins. Mm-hmm. And trying to find that, that, balance. that perfect balance is mm-hmm. very difficult. It Even, is, I mean, yeah. it, and it's, it's exists for hundreds, if not thousands of years. Yeah. And we're all legalistic in our own way. Um, obviously with the case of the, the Gothards and the, and the Duggars, it was, um, kind of on steroids, you know, um, um, Christianity is based on principles, not on not on rules. Uh, no, there's certain principles. If you violate, then you inadvertently also violate the rules, because <laughs> there are rules. Um, but it's the principles that dictate the rules, and I think there has to be a balance there. You can't uh, you can't just because um, Christians believe that Christ died on the cross for your sins uh, doesn't mean you can just do whatever you want and then come and ask forgiveness every time you you do something that willfully do something that you. Uh, that sin or, or whatever you want to do that that denies Christ's atonement for you. Um, at the same time, you can't earn your own salvation um, uh, by, as we said, wearing certain clothes or not doing this or doing this. And I think the uh, the Gothard system and the Duggard family fell on the on the side of being hyper legalistic. Um, and and even the one of the daughters that's since written a book uh, about this, she's she's left to this. She's not left Christianity. Um, but she has left this legalistic structure behind, and she—I've not read her book, but she she wrote a book. I think it was last year about her, her time with the Duggar family she grew up in. But she since uh, her and her husband have since left that and uh, found other things. It is fascinating to watch these pendulums swing back and forth because, as you mentioned, um, in, in the Gothard system, very heavy on on headship of the 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 man as the head of the home. Mm-hmm. We've gone through a long period of time where we've moved from. That system to what's called, I think, called complementarism. Com- 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 complementarianism. Complementarianism. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, and I'm not saying we've we've gone too far that way, but now you've got a, a big push among Christianity about men. And we had Alex Bryant in the last segment. He's got a new book called "Man Up: A Guide to Godly Masculinity." Josh Holly wrote a book called "Manhood." Mark Driscoll's doing a whole real men series. Um, I'm reading a book right now called "It's Good to Be a Man." Yeah, so. and it's so fascinating because now it feels like within the church. There's this yawning chasm for people to talk about why men should be men again. It's it's mm-hmm. so interesting to watch these pendulums just swing mm-hmm. back and forth, mm-hmm. both in the faith community and in America in general. Mm-hmm. But I think there's there's some caution with that. Um, I think um, if you take it at, at its surface, I think it can call it it, it can inadvertently become uh, or a person a husband can inadvertently become a domineering husband. It has to be balanced with with the New Testament that says. The, the the husband is to also, to, in, in a sense, submit to his wife because he needs to submit to his wife's needs. So the idea of the domineering uh, husband is is basically nixed in the in the in the New Testament. Um, we're to do unto others as we'd have others done unto ourselves. So uh, that that should cause the husband to always be considerate about: is this also best for my wife, not what's just best for me? 
Fascinating stuff. Bruce, um, as we do every day, we finish up the interviews. Question of the day. Question of the day today. When you were a kid, occasionally, uh, you're, you're, at least our parents would, would t- tell you, go outside, don't come back for an hour or two. When your mom would say to do that, what was the thing that you'd be like, oh, I'm going to go do X, Y, or Z? Um, we had, um, I grew up in a little village called Ainsworth uh, in Bolton in England, and um, we had a, a field that was on the other side of the cul-de-sac that we lived in, and we, um, I forget how many acres it would be now, but uh, within this field, it was kind of field in a, in a bowl, and we would go up into these sections of the, the side of the field, and there was trees that would overhang, and we had like dens and stuff, so... Uh, yeah, we would spend, I, I literally had kind of an idyllic childhood and we would come back at, you know, like nine o'clock at night. And I, ha- I had a very, uh, 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 I guess these days you'd call it free range parenting. Yeah, no, it, I, it wasn't I, then. But, very similar. Right. I remember growing up, homeschooling, almost always done by, by lunchtime. And a lot of times afternoons or on the, the weekends, it'd be like in the evenings, my brother and I would just go out hiking in the woods. And that was always mm-hmm. the thing is you had to be back before dark. But it's weird because we would be gone for hours oh, at yeah. a time and just, mm-hmm. you know, climbing trees or like finding wreckage in, in the woods mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever it might be. And as long as you were back in, you know, sir, we didn't have mm-hmm. cell phones. People didn't right. worry about like, are you okay? Are you, mm-hmm. are you going to be safe? That, that was just sort of how you grew up and you learned about stuff. Yeah. And I grew up in a little village. So, I mean, it was village life was everyone knew who everyone was. Um, everyone knew where you lived and. Um, it was very, very safe. We didn't have uh, a lot of the issues that we have today that we see on the news. Fascinating. Bruce, thanks thanks so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me in. All right, we'll be right back. We'll wrap up the show. Stick around. I saw the sun begin to dim and felt that winter wind blow cold. A man learns who's there for him when the glitter fades and the walls won't hold. The news and talk. Allegations that the Attorney General of the United States has weaponized the Justice Department. That matters to Springfield. That the DOJ 